So hello and welcome to episode 33 of United United covering uh, match day 22 of the Premier League. Here with me, Dave and Jem. Hi, Jem. How are you doing? Hi, Dave. I'm good, thank you. Uh, well, I'm not that I'm not that good actually, but uh, <laughs> I'll be better once once I've got this episode out of the way. How are you? Uh, I was good. I'm not so good now, uh, as we will find out. So I'll go straight into that. Actually, Jem. Uh, we had a double game week for West Ham yep. since we last spoke. Home to Norwich. Uh, and Dean Smith. I, Dean Smith. Indeed, our old friend Dean Smith at Norwich. <laughs> working his magic, Jem. Weaving his magic. Uh, and I'd say, I've got to say, he fits with Norwich's game plan of getting relegated one season and promoted the next very well. <laughs> Slotted in nicely there. <laughs> I went to this game with my friend Kevin um, and watched this game live. Mm. Uh, honestly, Norwich are dread, dreadful. <laughs> Another word for it. In the first minute, Jem. So, so West Ham won this game two 0 In the first minute, Norwich wasting time from the first minute. So, their tactic was get a goal kick, right? And you know the new rule where you can have your defenders in yep. the area to pass to. Yep. So, the goalkeeper Tim Krull brings his defenders back, his two centre halves back into the area. Um. Goes to pass to one of them and West Ham are closing them down. Then sort of fakes to pass to the other person. West Ham are closing them down. He never had any intention of passing to either anyway. So after a bit of dilly-dallying, he then waves them up the pitch. <laughs> so they all go up, right? And then he takes his sort of few steps back to do his run-up. Starts his run-up to, to do a long goal kick. Then hesitates, steps back. And just the referee's about to, you know, get the card out to book him. He then takes the goal kick. Now, you repeat that 10 times a half, and that's taking it probably a minute. You're wasting 10 minutes each yeah. half. Yeah. It was incredible tactics. And I tell you what, they must have practiced that on the training ground because it was expertly done. <laughs> it really was. And it worked brilliantly until we went 1-0 up. And then, of course, that caused them a problem. So mm. they didn't they stopped doing it then, strangely. Um, Jared Bowen scored both goals, 2-0. Um, Scored the second goal late on. Um, Jared Bowen, just did a little bit of research on him, used to support Man United when he was young. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, you know, he's obviously learnt from the best. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably supported them when they were good, didn't he, back then? Um, but anyway, uh, good game. Well, actually, it was a terrible game, but a good result for West Ham and puts back into fourth place, Gem. So really happy with that. And then <laughs> thoroughly looking forward to the Leeds game, which um, I thought, well, you know, if we win this, we're really going to cement fourth place. And uh, the teams behind us, you know, they're going to struggle to catch us. Now, I, to be fair to me, Gem, I did protect, uh, predict a... A, uh, a defeat for West Ham. And yep. Very pleased to say that came true. Pleased? <laughs> Please is, yeah, that's one word. Terrible, terrible defending. I mean, it's shocking. Uh, shocking defending. Uh, I don't think our players understood the concept of marking from corners to sort of stand around and watch what happens. Um, it's a Diop. Craig Dawson, not their not their finest hours. And then 
Jared Bowen, what a useless player. I mean, miss, <laughs> miss an open goal. He's been watching Man United. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been taking lessons. Miss an open goal in the last seconds <laughs> to make it 3 or We lost 2-3. Oh. Uh, so, pretty shocking performance. And actually, to be fair, I've got to be fair, because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I am a Bielsa fan. You are a Bielsa and, fan. And he did mastermind. Well, I say he masterminded a good attacking performance. He just played the way Leeds play, right? Just attack, attack, yep. attack. Yeah. And he came up against a team that couldn't defend, defend, defend. So it all worked out well for him. And uh, yeah, they they thoroughly deserved their victory. I've got to say, Leeds did. So I've, I'm not going to try and defend West Ham. Or I can't even. I don't even think I've got a VAR complaint. I don't. I mean, think I can, I've yeah. got one, Dave. If uh, yeah. you want me to go for it, I mean the disallowed goal for Leeds to make it four-two. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, they've got to change this rule. The ball's going in anyway. Um, that was no bizarre. That, what just... was it actually disallowed for? Was it because he was offside? What when the ball was kicked or what? Yeah, I think it's because he's behind the keeper or something stupid like that. I, I mean, the it ball's made, going in. It made no difference, did it? No, but I mean, that's just VAR for you. That's nothing against West Ham. That's the VAR yeah. and the rules for you, actually. So sometimes it's just about common sense, isn't it? But you summed it up for me, Dave, perfectly, and probably all the listeners when you said. <laughs> Uh, you were looking forward to the game uh, because you thought if another win comes here, we'll cement our spot at top four. And yeah. that takes me back a few months when you were flying uh, in the league. And, you know, you were saying, if we get another win here, we're, we're going to get a top four spot. And then it all went downhill from that moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you start to throw games away. And I've got to say, Dave, David Boyne's bottling it again. I mean, I saw him panicking on the touchline, running after the ball. Yeah, he uh, did, didn't he? Trying to get the trying to get the ball back in into play. I mean, these ball boys, what we were talking about a few months ago, they've uh, they've not been at their performance levels either, Dave, have they? So I, I tell you, Jim, I watched this game with Charlie on the telly, and um, he, you know, his theory about the ball, the ball operatives, that. They they can't necessarily win us a game, but they can definitely lose us a game with their <laughs> lax attitude. And honestly, what were they doing in this game? They were, I, don't they know. were I think they were facing the wrong way. They were looking at the crowd. Um, they were just nowhere to be seen. And it was shocking. We couldn't get the ball in quick enough. And it just uh, the one thing we did achieve, Jem, the one thing we did achieve, I think we are now top of the corner stats. Since since January 2020, they they rolled oh. that out on the telly. Okay, they said most goals from a corner since January 2020. We were joint top with Liverpool of, in, on 23 goals going into this game, oh. and okay. of course we scored one from a corner, so that puts us on 24. Yep. So um, I don't I didn't watch the Liverpool game, so I couldn't tell you what happened to them. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one that's one win. Not a bit, not much, not much of a consolation, but that's that's one thing we got. Well, well, just before you um, finish up with West Ham, Dave, I just want to say on Moyes, uh, I mean, him moaning after the game, I mean, it reminded me of Klopp uh, about these, you know, he's just moaning about, we've got two games in a week, la, la, la. You know what? Don't be a Klopp, David Moyes. You know, <laughs> we we like you, okay? Oh, well, I like you. I'm not sure Dave likes you that much, but... <laughs> Don't start turning into him. You've conceded three goals at home against Leeds. Quite embarrassing, yes. <laughs> uh, Jared Bowen has been in the papers all week talking about, or people have been talking about him getting a big move to Chelsea, for example. 
Um, obviously, that miss at the end, he was trying to show off and and put the put the ball in the back of the net with his shoulder. He was uh, trying Shaking. to be one of these. <laughs> he was trying to show, but uh, and 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 an interesting debate, Dave, after the game. I really like this because they were talking about the best players outside of the typical top four play uh, top mm. four teams, and people were discussing: Would you rather have Jared Bowen or Rafinha? If you were going to buy one of them, and let's say Bowen wasn't a West Ham, who, who would I'd be interested to see who you'd say on that, Dave? <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, well, all I can do, Jem, is refer you to my um, fancy Premier League team because I think that <laughs> there is there is an example of it, isn't there? There's an example, and on general principle, I never put a West Ham player in it, so Rafinha <laughs> all the way. <laughs> And that, that, that's an interesting debate as well because I want the listeners to comment on the next post. Rafinha or Bowen, one of the best, yeah. or, or any other players, best players outside the top four. Um, will be will be interested to see who you've got to say. It may well be, by the way, that Bowen deliberately um, shouldered that ball over just to uh, keep his keep keep the clubs from sniffing around him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Although I can't see why he would do that. But I mean, he must love West Ham that much. He must do. He absolutely must do. So, yeah, very disappointing game, Jim. Very disappointing result. And I actually didn't hear Moy's uh, interview afterwards because we just turned it off. It's a game finish. Turn that off. Go and do something else. <laughs> stupid, stupid game anyway, football, isn't it? Ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. Jem, uh-huh. um, so that, that's, that's my first team. What about, what about your first team? Well, actually, Dave, um, it was surprisingly quite good the first 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> notice I say the first 30 minutes. Yeah, this was against Villa, wasn't it? This was away at Villa. Stephen uh, Gerrard. It, it's Stephen Gerrard again after our 1-0 victory in the FA Cup against them. Uh, I predicted a Villa win, I believe. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we go 1-0 up within five minutes. Bruno hits one from outside the area. Uh, Martinez, I mean, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, could it? I'm glad it went straight through his legs. And then he tries to blame Cavani for being offside or something stupid. He's just, he just needs to get out of my face. He's annoying me now, Martinez. He's getting way too big for his boots, Dave. Quote Stormzy again. Um, but, I mean, what is wrong with us, Dave? We, who? Who? Me and you? Oh, well, us, us, yeah. <laughs> Quite a lot. I don't know where to start with that one. Stick to Man United. I mean, what is wrong with Man United? Mm. Okay, I say us. I don't even feel part of the club anymore as a fan. Um, I mean, Fred, he's, he's an amazing person, Dave. And I'll tell you why he's an amazing person. <laughs> because he's managed to get two assists. <laughs> one for each team in the second half. Yeah. Okay, so he assists Bruno, puts us 2-0 up. Yeah. Fine, okay. 2-0, see the game out now. But no, this is when our lack of midfield kicks in. Fred yeah. decides to tackle someone in the box straight in to Jacob Ramsey's path, yeah. who puts it into the back of the net. Yeah. Makes it 2 1. And I just, I, I, literally, everyone who was sat around me um, when I was watching this game, which was a, a gold medal winning team that I don't like to talk about, <laughs> training camp. Oh, yeah. So everyone. Uh, you know who listens to this from there? Yeah, will know uh, exactly how I was feeling at this point. But I, I predicted it, Dave. I said 
they're going to score. There's no doubt about it. We, we are going to concede. It's going to be 2-2. And the next minute, I'll say it's going to be Coutinho. <laughs> Coutinho comes off the bench. It had to be Coutinho, didn't it? It had to be Coutinho. Steven Gerrard, Coutinho, ex-Liverpool. Obviously, it was going to be Coutinho to tap in the winner. Oh, well, it felt the, like the winner. The equaliser, yeah, I said. In the, what was it, 82nd minute. And it wouldn't surprise me if they went on to get another as well but we just we just concede too many chances Dave we're not we're not a good team we're not we're not very good we created a few more than usual but our midfield gets ripped apart you've got old man Matic who he's just a he's a passenger and then you've got our favourite player Fred I, I just can't I can't understand it Dave and then you bring on Donny van der Beek and Jesse Lingard in the 88th minute I mean pointless Absolutely pointless. Yeah, as Man United nearly were in that game. And um, yeah, I think that's a bit of incisive. That's probably one of your most incisive um, bits of analysis, Jim, on this whole podcast when you just said, um, we're not very good. <laughs> you summed it up. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not lying, am I? You're not. Yeah, spot on. Spot on with that. Because you are not very good. It was, it was shocking. It really was shocking to see how easy that was for Villa to get back into that game. The game was done. The game was done, and yet it wasn't done. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know where... where that, You only had one game this week, did Jim, right? We had the one game, yeah. One game, yeah. So, maybe we could look at our... I don't know whether we should go to our second teams or preview our, each of our teams' next games. What would you like to do? What would you uh, do next? I'd like to go to our second teams first, Dave, if right. possible. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I can get them out of the way. Otherwise, I'm going to confuse myself. <laughs> um, if you know, I, I can jump onto this first, Dave, if you want. Yeah, or... go. Yeah, good. I'll, go I'll make it short and sweet. Um, so I was, I had two games. Yeah. I had two teams to support this week. Yeah. Uh, I had Bottom Null. Bottom Null. Uh, in the first leg, sorry, Arsenal, for the people that may not have listened before. Yeah. We're cleaning, cleaning, up, cleaning up names, aren't we? Cleaning, cleaning up, up names, we are, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the first leg. Yeah. And, I mean, brilliant performance from the lads. Nil-nil. <laughs> at Anfield. At a field in Liverpool. Field. field. Yeah. And there wasn't much going on in this game, Dave, except for a Granite Xhaka red card. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, what can I say, Dave, apart from never a red. <laughs> never a red card in a million years. Uh, Granite Xhaka is not that type of person, Dave. He has not got a record of you know getting sent off in games in the past and letting his club down. That's not him. That's not in his character, is it? It's not. <laughs> not something he would do. I mean, Dave. I mean, he's got his eye on the ball. Okay. <laughs> and I think I, I think it was a a game at, at Anfield or Affield um, previously <laughs> in the season, Chelsea, and I said something like. If the ball hits his hand but is not looking, how is that fair? And this is a similar situation. Mm. Granit Jack is looking at the ball, and then over his shoulder, Jota comes in and catches his foot while he tries to clear the ball. Yep. Jota's made the most of it, Dave. Um, he's cheating. He's got Granit Xhaka sent off. And luckily, my brilliant £50 million defender, uh, Ben White, had a masterclass 
and uh, kept Liverpool out for the for the rest of the game. But just disappointed, Dave, uh, with with um, with the result because I think if Xhaka didn't get sent off, I think we would have won three 0 comfortably. And just to preview the next game, it will be the second leg this week. Uh, will will be the second leg this week. Yeah, uh, and we'll be able to talk all about that in the next episode. But I'm predicting, you know, there's no Salah, no Mane, two 0 Arsenal at the Emirates. It's coming home. <laughs> well, you know, Jim. One thing I'm going to say about this because this this game is going to take me into my most frustrating group of people <laughs> of the week. Um, I think it was actually a masterclass from Arteta because um, I think it was pretty clear what he said. He said, "Look, we're trying to get through to the um, the, Car- the Carabao Cup final here, boys." And we've got a little matter of a distraction on Sunday playing Spurs. Mm. And really, we could do without that game. So he's had a read of the rules. This is what he said to his teams, his players. He said, I've had a read of the rules. 13 fit players plus a goalkeeper. Now, we've sent most of our players off to AFCON. So we've we sent, I think, four players they sent there. We sent four players off there. Yep. So... Um, that's put us. That's put us near the thirteen player limit, right? We've got one player out with COVID, and and the whole rule ruling from the Premier League is, if you've got you know a COVID related um, reason to get to that thirteen player limit, you can ask for the match to be postponed. Mm. But they're on, they're on thirteen with the COVID player, and then it's right, okay, <laughs> granite, get yourself sent off. <laughs> we need you banned for one game. So off he goes. And then next thing you know, Arsenal are, are applying for the game to be postponed, the Spurs game. Mm. And then it's postponed. Um, and it, you know, what Arsenal's done, what Arteta have done there is brilliant. He, he's noticed there's a loophole and he's exploited it brilliantly. Yep. But it's the stupid Premier League with their stupid rules, and now everybody's looking at this, going, right, how do we exploit this? And this takes me back to your Moyes point. Moyes is going, well, we haven't had any games postponed, apart from Norwich, and that was because of Norwich. We haven't had any games postponed. Well, you're not being as cute as Arteta, are you, Moyes? Mm. You know, we're not, you know, um, Suchek was out with COVID, and um, Ben Rama was at AFCON. But we didn't somehow have the nous to get the Leeds game postponed by, I don't know, having a you know someone else having a cold or something. Yep. We 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 got to be a bit smarter. So brilliant by Arteta to get that game on Sunday postponed. Yep, and he's going to be fresh for the Liverpool game. His his team. Yeah, perfect. I mean, this is why he is such a great manager, Dave, and this is why he should be the Man U manager. <laughs> Said it many times in the past. Uh, yeah, and you said the opposite a few times as well. Uh, I, I, did I? I don't remember that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, well, well done, Arteta. Yeah. So you were supporting them. Um, was. was there any anyone else you were supporting that this week, or was that... yeah, there, there was another team. Yeah. Uh, I prefer not to speak oh. about it that much, Dave. Oh. Um, it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, it was it was and it wasn't enjoyable at all. I actually started watching it, and then I, when I saw they went well, basically, I was a Brentford fan, 
and mm. we lost 3 0 at a field in Liverpool. Uh, and it just was one of the most abysmal first 20 minutes that I've seen. Uh, completely dominated. So I turned on the West Ham Leeds game and got some entertainment from that instead, Dave. So, uh, yeah, not not a, not a good um, good game for us as a Brentford fan who I, I who I really love. You know, I think they're a great team, um, and I think they'll go really far uh, this season because they've got passion, they've got a good manager, and whoever they play next, I hope they beat Dave. <laughs> Who are they playing next? I should know this. Okay. Um, I think one thing I'll say about uh, that game, just a little a little anecdote, uh, <laughs> Jen, before we get on to who they play next. <laughs> <laughs> a little anecdote about that. I was uh, – I, I looked at – the odds for that game and Brentford were 11 to 1 to win it and this was when the game was in play it was like 11 to 1 I thought that's got to be worth a couple of quid on that <laughs> 11 to 1 and I was with Charlie watching the West Ham game I said I'm just going to put a couple of quid on uh, Brentford 11 to 1 no sooner did I put the bet on they went 1-0 down and I was that done <laughs> oh, a waste of money yeah so, but yeah, I like you, Jem. I'm, I'm. I think they're a great team, and I was surprised that they didn't make more of that because they've got good, good attack, a really good attack. And I think you're right. Whoever they're playing next, I think uh, they better watch out. Uh, so that's good. We'll come back to that. Who they're playing next? I'll. Um, yeah, we'll come back to that. That'll be interesting. It will be. I'll. Um, shall I do my second teams? Yeah. Yeah. So, I was a Chelsea fan because it was uh, the second leg yep. of the Carabao Cup. Sorry, joke. Yep. Uh, Chelsea had won the first leg 2-0 comprehensively, if you remember, if listeners remember. And so, this was, uh, I think Spurs were full of optimism at home at the uh, Anthony Joshua Memorial Stadium, looking forward to uh, trying to overturn the 2-0 uh, def- uh, deficit. And, Jem, I, you know, I, can, I cannot emphasise enough how much I enjoyed this result because Chelsea won 1-0, early goal from Rudiger, I believe. Mm, yep. But what really gladdened my heart, Jem, two penalties given and overturned by VAR. <laughs> and... This is where VAR, you know, I have been critical of VAR in the past, Jim. I have been. But (laughs) once in a while. But um, listeners may have noticed. But but this is where VAR comes into its own, overruling anything Spurs do. Mm. Uh, It was superb to watch. Two penalties overturned. And then a Harry Kane goal. (laughs) I think it was his, what was it? What was it, offside? What part of his body? His toenail or something? Yeah, something silly. It was the most marginal offside you could ever give, but it's things we love to see. That's the rule, Dave. That is the rule. You know, it's 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 fact. It's factual. I mean, one thing I loved about this game, Dave, um, and maybe I'm biased, but a certain Chesterfield Football Club tweeted after the game mm. and said, "Not everyone can score against the European champions." <laughs> 
given it to Spurs. Even Chesterfield had given it to Spurs, and that's what we love to hear. Yep. That's when you know you're you're just a joke of a club. So look, that was um, fantastic. My my Chelsea, the Blues. It was great to see them. Uh, really, really great to see them beat Spurs. Um, and uh, so that was. That was my second team this week. and But to be honest, Jem, I am relieved, I've got to say, because, you know, I'm not really a uh, Chelsea fan. I'm not really a Chelsea fan, but I support them when they play Spurs, right? I don't really like them at all, uh, as you may know. But um, I support them when I have to, when they're playing Spurs. But it, it's a great relief now to not have to support them uh, after now, we've, now that two-legged uh, Carabao Cup fixture is over that semi-final is over and Chelsea are through I can now say thank goodness uh, I can relinquish my Chelsea supporting even though they did give me proud so shall I come on to who I'm supporting yeah I think you should Dave I think you should have a really announced just yeah like... I've got to actually check it Jim because I haven't actually checked it this week who am I supporting this weekend uh, who are Spurs playing Chelsea <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. So, right, Jim, I'm a Chelsea supporter. I love Chelsea. Great team. Aren't they? Uh. Great team. I'm looking forward to that, Jim. I'm really looking forward to... Uh... Oh, God. I've got to support Chelsea again. And the Blues, fantastic team. Uh, Thomas Tuchel. Oh, what else can I say about them? Uh, Come on, one more push. This is the last <laughs> time, Dave. Uh, Lukaku. What? What? Uh, tell you what, Lukaku. What a loyal player. He loves playing for Chelsea, doesn't he? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get you started on him. Oh, no, it's dangerous ground. Uh, Mason Mount. What? What a hero. What yep. a hero for us, us Blues, and uh, and uh, Timo Werner up front. What a player, Timo Werner. <laughs> what a striker. So I'm. I'm. Predicting big things, 5-0 to Chelsea, going to humiliate Spurs on Sunday. <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy that game, Dave. Uh... I really am. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and, um, yeah, so that's, that's. I think that's my... Oh, the other thing is, I am supporting another team this week because I've jumped ahead a bit there because actually Spurs are playing midweek as well. And I am a Fox. Oh, okay. I am a Brendan Rodgers fan. Yep. I'm for, uh, supporting Leicester. Jamie Vardy is going to be having a party. Yep. And Not a Downing Street party, we hope. <laughs> it will be a work event, Jem. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. There, might, there might be beer and wine in the changing room afterwards, but it is a work event. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. Because I do seriously think Leicester will... will will beat Spurs. Um, I think we'll have too much for them. In fact, every team will have too much for Spurs at the moment. <laughs> they are a bit of a shambles. So, I'm a Leicester supporter than I'm a Chelsea supporter, Gem, this, this week. And I'm looking forward to supporting both those teams. Yep. Good. Uh, well, if I go on to my second team, my second second team for this week, yep. uh, obviously already Arsenal in the second leg. Yeah. Uh, but then on Sunday... Uh, this is brilliant, Dave. I am going to be a supporter of the mighty Vieira, the mighty <laughs> Palace. You know, a manager I've never doubted, Dave. 
Um, and I think, you know, you gave him a lot of stick on this podcast. Maybe, maybe not. Great, great manager. Uh, and this is the perfect game. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to uh, 2015, maybe 2014, something like that. And I'm going to remind everyone of the, the game, the game oh, at the Selhurst game. Park, uh, where Liverpool, you know, they were on their title run. And they were 3-0 up at Palace, I believe. Yep. And in the last 15 minutes, the oh, a miracle happened. And the game was brought back to 3-3 with a Dwight Gale equaliser. And Selhurst Park was rocking. And, you know, through the years, Liverpool have struggled at Selhurst Park, Dave. And they're looking the strongest they've been in all these years now under this fantastic manager. Um, so I can't wait to be a Palace fan at the weekend. No Salah, no Mane, like I've uh, like I've said for Liverpool. And you know, Palace haven't got Zaha, but maybe that's a good thing. Uh, the whinge bag is playing for the Ivory <laughs> Coast. I'm going to come back to the Ivory Coast later on, but um, he's out there, and maybe that's a good thing. Like I said, uh, they've got some great players, and I'm really looking forward to being a Palace fan after being a gooner. So, uh, looking forward to that, Dave. You're really becoming a London-based fan, aren't you? I am. You really are. Um, yeah, and depending on the result will depend on my opinion of Vieira. <laughs> he's either in or he's out. Yeah. There's no in-between. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be with you supporting Palace for this game, Jim, on Sunday at 2pm. Yep. Good. And then I just, yeah. I just need to uh, cover my first team's yeah. Um, well, next game and then the game after, Dave. Yeah. But um, let me just check who United have got first. We. <laughs> well, I think I think I've got a bit of a mistake here, Dave. I, it says Brentford, <laughs> but I believe I want Brentford to win the next game. You do want Brentford to win? Um, do I want Brentford to win, Dave? Do I want Brentford to beat United? I mean, I mean. You know, I'm 50-50 here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay, right. As punishment for Brentford losing to Liverpool 3-0, I yep. hope Man United batter them again. So, <laughs> I hope 3-0 United. I hope. I don't predict. I hope 3-0 United. Uh, it's at the Brentford Community Stadium. Um, <laughs> you know what, Dave? The way we're playing, Brentford could go on and get a 3-0 win themselves. So, you know what? If they want to win give them the win. If we decide to turn up, I'll take the three points as well. But, you know, West Ham have opened it up now. If we win our two games in hand, we will go into fourth spot, depending on what Spurs and Arsenal do. But um, we've got some favourable um, games coming up, especially the game after uh, Brentford, Dave. I don't know. Have you seen Man United's fixtures for the next two games? We've got a Brent, We've got an easy team. <laughs> and we've probably got an e- even easier team to play against after Dave. This we're basically we're up against this weird team that sub on players for penalties in the ninety plus third minute. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking uh, about I'm, here? I'm, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to whenever it was <laughs> September. Oh God, yeah, because I've—it's dawning on me now. It's the reverse fixtures from that day, isn't it? I, the clue was Chelsea Spurs, wasn't it? 
because that was the same day that me and you visited the London Stadium to watch that shambolic ending to a football group game where wow. we got a chance to equalise and they bring on Noble to take the penalty. And what did I say to you? They're going to miss. They're going to miss it. This is ridiculous. They're going to miss it. What are they doing? This is like Old West time. So we're back to that fixture. So I am supporting West Ham against Man United. You're supporting Man United against West Ham. Now this game, or just directly after this game, I think you went on a run where you ended up nearly supporting West Ham after after Man United's run after this game. So let's see what happens, which way it all turns after this pivotal game coming up. Yep. Well, like I said, it is a pivotal game. It really is. Um, I'm predicting... Four one, Jim. Four one, actually. I think Jared Bowen he's gonna put his miss, he's shouldering the ball over miss behind him, Jim. And he you're gonna see a storming performance from him. And he's gonna get that single goal uh, in the four one <laughs> defeat. For that. <laughs> in the four one defeat. And <laughs> and yeah, you will be comfortable winners of this game. We're gonna make you look good for once. I mean it looks like we're going to have Harry Maguire back for this game, Dave. So I wouldn't, oh, wouldn't put on. your money on it. Hang on. 4 2. 4 2. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say 2 1 to the away team. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. We're supporting each other's teams. This yep. is so, unprecedented. Come on, the Hammers. <laughs> uh, put me out of my misery because if we win Dave it gives me hope that we might go on to get a top four spot this season mm. but I'd rather just get shot now I'd rather be shot down now have no hope maybe get into the conference Eurovision Song Contest League and just go from there that's that's what I'd rather do this season Dave to be honest so uh, yeah I'm not looking forward to either game this week. I just, I just want to be happy again, Dave. I want to be happy. I want to smile again, and I can't. So, well, Jem, I can give you some hope there. Uh, the Premier League season ends in May, so June to June and July could be good months for you this year. Yep. So, well, something we'll to look forward to. Um. Okay. Have we covered all of our upcoming games and our games that we've? Yeah, because we're sort of doing another double game week this this week, Jim. So yes, I think we have. Um, what about uh, you? Haven't done your most frustrating. No, I haven't. Uh, I can go there. I can go for that. Um, I spoke about Wilfred Zaha, and I said I'd come back to the Ivory Coast. Mm. Uh, I watched the game on, I believe it was Saturday night, yeah. maybe Sunday night. I can't remember now. Um, of the Afcon, Afcon Cup of Nations. It was Ivory Coast versus, I believe it was Guinea, or maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe it's it was that maybe they're in the same group, but basically Ivory Coast were two one up, and this is my most frustrating moment of the week. The defender headed it back to the goalkeeper, yeah, and the goalkeeper is allowed to obviously pick it up. He dives for the ball. He falls to the floor. His knee hits the ground. It gets stuck in the ground. The turf pulls up. The ball somehow spills out his hands. And the opposition player squares it for 
I think it was the Guinea player to put it in the back of the net to make it 2-2 in the last minute. Oh, Dave. I mean, for anyone who's seen this, <laughs> it was the biggest shambles of goalkeeping I've seen all season. I mean, there's been some questionable refereeing decisions in this tournament so far. There's been some questionable football in this competition so far. But that, honestly, that was abysmal. He, he, <laughs> he fell to the floor, Dave. He knew he made a mistake, and there's a great screenshot of him looking like he's about to cry as the ball is just trickling into his into his net. But, <laughs> I mean, what frustrates me the most is what happened after Dave. He saw them put it in the back of the net after his leg had just got stuck in the ground on, on, on grass. You know, it's not like he's scraped his knee on some concrete. He's got his knee stuck in some mud. I mean, it was so bad, Dave. Mm. Um, falls to the floor. Yeah. Sees the ball go in the back of the net, and <laughs> he pretended like he was injured. And he got he got to the point where he had to get stretched off. Dave, <laughs> he had to get stretched off the pitch, not because he hurt himself, because his ego couldn't take it. <laughs> he couldn't even look at anyone. And you you would have enjoyed what happened after Dave, um, an ex Tottenham player, Serge Aurier, uh, had to go in the net for the remaining. Oh, fantastic. Five minutes or something because they had no subs left. But, uh, I mean, that has just summed up that game for me, Dave, to be honest. It was mm. it was an atrocious game. They mm. could have at least watered the pitch. It was awful. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was a really bad standard of football. And um, we, need to be, uh, we need to be doing more to, uh, to aid these competitions because, you know, we've got some of the best players in the world. And, but, but obviously that goalkeeping did not did not show me one of the best players in the world. I like the... Uh, I didn't see any of that, Gem, I'm afraid. Uh, I haven't seen that. But I will go and review, uh, go and have a find a clip of that because it sounds sounds interesting. I do like the new sort of rule innovations they're bringing in to AFCON, like ending the game early. That's a, a nice one. <laughs> so if, if any of the listeners have seen this, it is quite incredible. I think the ref actually, to be fair to the ref, and I, I, I'm not, you know... Uh, it's not like that's a cheap shot of the ref. I think he actually was struggling with some sort of illness or something. He wasn't well, but he got completely, um, I'm going to use this word, discombobulated. He was completely thrown by what by events and he blew up after 85 minutes, finished the game. This was, uh, I've made, I made my notes on this. This was Mali versus Tunisia and Mali were 1-0 up, I think. Ah, yeah. And then... His mistake was pointed out, so the game continued. And after 89 minutes, he blew up again, I think 20 seconds early. So no yeah. no extra time, no injury time. And uh, the players all went off. And then there was a big hoo-ha. Mm. And then um, they decided to go back and replay that final sort of whatever was left, 20 <laughs> seconds plus, um, plus injury time. Yeah. But Tunisia said, no, we've already, we've already had our, our baths. We're not, we're not coming out again. So they were then in danger. This was what was even worse. They were then in danger of losing the game 3 0. They were only losing it 1 0. But they, I think it's been recorded as a 1 0 defeat. Yep. Um, and it's just a shame. It's just a shame to see that the, uh, the poor ref uh, got into that kind of a state and, and that happened. Um, well, I mean, we can't uh, be surprised, can we, Dave? Because apparently this referee um, 
had been done for match fixing in 2018. So uh, <laughs> we can so, give him all the sympathy we want, but you know. So what's your theory that there was um, a Southeast Asian betting syndicate <laughs> that had a one nil win down and uh, just needed that game to finish? Well, potentially, Dave. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But I, I'm very frustrated with that goalkeeper this week because, mm. uh, I mean, do not go down like you're injured after you made such a massive mistake like that. Accept it. Uh, stand up and take it on the chin. It happens. But yeah, I would enough, Dave. It could have been a Southeast Asian betting syndicate or it could have been a South London betting syndicate uh, who also bets on Brentford to beat Liverpool. Who knows, Jem? But uh, whatever the case, these are strange times we're living in. Uh, and the Af- the Afcon, I think it's I think actually it's going to be a great competition to watch. You like you say, got some of the world's best players there, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting tournament as that develops. So let's keep an eye on that one. Yep. Uh, talking to keep an eye on something, Jim. Before we finish, uh, Derby County. Yep. Brilliant. And who did they beat this week? The Blades. Indeed. They've uh, come off the bottom. It's amazing, Dave. They're nine points from safety now. It's on. The Great Escape is on. The Great Escape is on. We've been calling it for a while now. We've been watching that space. I think they've like won four and drawn one of their last five. That is promotion form. And I mean, I mean, Dave, we've got to be careful here because I, th- I think someone that we've not mentioned on our manager watch before is Rafa Benitez. And yeah. um, obviously he's now been sacked by Everton and there's a vacant position at Everton. Wayne Rooney is... On the shortlist, yeah, and we've got to be careful that, that that you know Everton don't come and ruin this great escape for us, not yeah. for anyone else, for us, yeah, um, because this is going to be the story of the story of the decade, like we said. It is going to be the story of the decade. So Everton, can you go and pick a rubbish manager somewhere else, please, to continue the project that you seem to be embarking on or have been embarking on for a number of years now to spend how much have they spent like half a billion or something yeah um, something silly on terrible average players yep. to remain a terrible average team yep um actually your mum supports everton doesn't she she does she's very happy right uh now well i call uh rafa benitez big al from toy story uh <laughs> he reminds me of the guy from Toy Story always has done. Uh, so yeah, she's very happy that Big Al has, has left uh, left Everton now. So or I'm as happy. Li- as Liverpool supporters know him, Agent Rafa. Agent uh, Rafa, they call him. Yeah. He's done his job. Uh, he sold one of their best players and then got the sack this week. That's. I mean, that is just the most suspicious thing ever, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, sell the best players and then get him sacked. I mean. He's surely laughing at this. Sell the best player to an ex-Liverpool player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how weird. Dinia, mm. Dinia to Villa, and then and then get sacked. <laughs> yep. For I mean, I, I tell you what, it, it 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 takes a pretty special manager to lose to a Dean Smith masterminded <laughs> team. Yeah. I mean that the script's all gone wrong there, hasn't it? I mean, yep. Dean Smith must be going, sitting there, going, "What? What's going on? We're not supposed to be winning. The owners have specifically told me to get relegated, and here I am, winning this. And I don't know what that's done for their league position, Norwich. I don't know. Is that they're off the bottom now. 
they're off the bottom. It's all going wrong for Norwich. It is. In fact, and... they're up to they're up to eighteenth. Well, that is crazy. Wow. That is crazy. They've leapt, they've leapt two places with that with that accidental win. Wow. I mean, there's there's actually a couple of people I want to give shout outs to, Dave. Mm-hmm. And they are involved in this sort of Norwich relegation fight. One of them is um, Jamie. Mm-hmm. A new Jamie. Not one oh. of the Jamies we've mentioned before. Yeah. Jamie is a Newcastle fan. Yep. Uh, and he was almost cheering on Saturday after the Watford game. But obviously, almost. Watford equalised and yeah. Norwich won, which wasn't good reading for them. So, sorry, Jamie. Uh, I did say I'd give you a shout-out, and here we are. And another one, Dave, is someone who I met recently. Uh, and I've warned him that you're not the biggest fan of the team that he supports because of their history. I did, I did say that the club that he supports aren't as bad as some others. Yeah. But it's Bournemouth, Dave. Bournemouth. And yeah. George is the, is the man we're shouting out here. Uh, he's a Bournemouth fan. And... To be fair, Bournemouth aren't one of the teams like Norwich. They're not. No, they're not a Norwich, are they? They're not a Fulham. Um, they're a respectable team. They they came up from from League Two mm. up to the Premier League, stayed in the Premier League for a few years, um, but have gone down. And there's a bit of crossover there because George loves Eddie Howe, who is obviously at Newcastle now. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they uh, switch leagues, Jamie and George. In the next uh, few months, we'll see what happens. We'll <laughs> we'll keep an eye on them. So, uh... Well, Bournemouth are not a Fulham yet. That's what I would say. It's <laughs> the, the next two seasons are going to tell us everything, aren't they? Because if Bournemouth come up and then go straight back down again, then straight to <laughs> straight to the championship, as we call it, yep. straight to that league uh, where all of these teams belong that don't belong in the championship, they don't belong in the Premier League. They can go in their own little league. Fight it all out with each other year after year. <laughs> Don't bother anybody else. Just so Bournemouth, be careful. Be careful what you do here. You could yep. end up there. Yep. But uh, yeah, good to have some new listeners on board, Jim. It is with a variety of clubs as well. I like this sort of. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and Newcastle. I don't know. You know, we'll follow them another week because I've not really been keeping track of them. Um, I don't know how they're going to spend their transfer money, Jim. Um, well, they spent twenty-five million on Chris Wood, which uh, is, I mean, it's laughable. But is, that, is that how much he costs? Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. <laughs> Sorry, that That is ridiculous. I didn't know that. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to do it? I mean, it's just... I mean, they've got two weeks to sign some players, otherwise yeah. they are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but we'll keep our eyes on that. We'll see how that turns out, Jim. Yep. Okay. With Eddie um, Howe at the helm. Oh, how that turns out. Okay, yep. <laughs> see what we're doing again? I think I caught that quite quickly that time compared to usual. So I said, uh, I said it three times, Jim. Have you? Okay, no, <laughs> never mind. Maybe I'll go back and... Think what a fool I am, but <laughs> you can edit that out before you before you um <laughs> this one out. Right. I think that's enough of this nonsense. I believe we've covered everything. Um, uh, and more. And more. So yeah, 
Uh, look forward to the next episode for the big uh, match day 23, Dave. Yes, it's, it is the big match. It's the grudge match. Jem versus Dave. It doesn't get much bigger than this. This is where we fall out. Yeah. Um, if uh, you've predicted West Ham will win, I've predicted Man United will win. We could both be unhappy. <laughs> oh. So let's see what happens. All right, Jem, I'll speak to you next week. And listeners, you can hear the nonsense again if you are not fed up with it. Yep. See you next time. Thank you.